I think we're live and I haven't hit the buttons yet. Yeah, that's we are. Not face. All right. We made the face because I suck with the buttons. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Maybe I should be in charge of the buttons. You know, I've thought about that many times. Um, oh, yep, yep. I, I just backed it up on my phone, and there's me making making the face because Tim didn't push the button yet. There is, def there is definitely time to make the faces and to do the things and, and all that <laughs> stuff. Because, yes, I am bad at the button mashing and pushing. Anyway, welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast, the live edition. The podcast that taught Commander Riker how to get a leg up on the competition. Uh, Tim, you shouldn't sell yourself so short, though. You are good at pushing people's buttons. <laughs> I, I do work hard at it. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> well, before we get into tonight's show, we need to say our thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. Hi, thank With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. Whoopsies. <laughs> yeah, and Tim is was too good at pushing buttons at that point. <laughs> I was trying to get ahead of the game. And... You disappointed the Mood Dragon. <laughs> well, Mood Dragon it won't be the last time and it certainly wasn't the first time, won't be the last time. No, it wasn't. Pretty All sure right, that was that, one of our show sponsors, River City Tees. And now for our favorite level up lightsabers. I was waiting. for both of those will be in the show notes and comment section whenever Tim gets to pushing those buttons. The, those buttons have already been pushed. I've already put those <laughs> in the comments. I did actually, instead of looking for them, you know, as the video's playing and trying to find them, I found them pre-show tonight. I'm so proud of myself. I got it. I am amazed. Look and yeah, one more link for you guys out there. If you're interested, you want to help support the show, uh, you can use this link right here. This is where you can go uh I believe I'm hitting the right one. We're going to find out. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think so. And okay. there's his bank account. I mean. <laughs> no, that would be, well, that would be funny too, wouldn't it? Here's a link to Tim's PayPal. <laughs> what would my wife not like me to do? That. That's what she would not like me to do. Anyway, let's try this one. There you go. You can support the show by using this link right there. That will. That is where you can go to buy us a coffee or a koofy or however they're spelling it on that website. But it's just a couple dollars and it helps us to, to do some of the things that need to be done here, like hiring somebody to push the buttons. That will be Find Nick a therapist next week. to figure out why we've gone into podcasting. Exactly. Or some guy named George Jetson. <laughs> I I dig your button pushing, Tom. Well, one of us has to. Why, good uh, evening, dear Casey. Thank you for joining us in yeesh. this terrain wreck that is our show and our yeah. lives. I mean... <laughs> but most of the show. Most of the show. Let's focus on the show. All right. So tonight we welcome Mark and Josh from Dad's Anime Stash. Hey. hey. Perfect timing on that. Hey. How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going good. 
Excellent. So, hey, before we jump into tonight's topic, I would love for you guys to take a couple minutes, tell everybody about your show, what the inspiration behind it is, you know, all that kind of stuff. And most importantly, where can people go to find Dad's Anime Stash? Yeah, uh, no, Dad's Anime Stash is an anime review podcast. So we have a wheel. You, I'm sure everyone's heard about the wheel by now. It's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's glorious. We spin this wheel, then it lands on anime suggested by fans, and then we watch them and rate them from F to S. Uh, the inspiration for calling it Dad's Anime Stash was Nick. That Nick? Yeah. The one that's not like, paying any attention? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. The one that's not paying any attention? The uh, the guy, yeah, I liked I liked The how, guy right in the middle there. The the seven seconds of silence is great for podcasting. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's where we lost all three of our viewers. Okay, no. <laughs> hey, I think John might still be there. John, let us know you're still there. Just because I pay him. I mean, hey, Casey. I don't pay John. That'd be ridiculous. Shut up, Justin. You know, Justin, Nick. I'm just gonna let you push the buttons. Up. Go for it. There you go. Wait, I get to push buttons now. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about pushing buttons. I'm going to let you actually be better at it than Tim does, though. Yeah. Um, and then last week. pretty much the only uh, main places to find us right now is our, our Facebook at Dad's Anime Stash and YouTube, which is the, the same thing. We do have okay. a Patreon, too. You can check out our Patreon. You we do, only have yeah. one tier, and it's $1. <laughs> it's a dollar. <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. Give people somewhere to where somewhere to go and, and get started. Cool, cool. Uh, so how many episodes in are you guys right now? Um, it feels like thousands. Well, we've had to watch some rough stuff. Um, <laughs> um well, maybe, maybe close to 30. All right. Nice. Say. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that you guys got started with the stash, uh, just, uh, just a little while before, uh, Kathleen and I started pop culture addicts. I think we're on episode 21, 22, something like that Already? over there. So. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So I knew it was somewhere close to that, but yeah, I think you were you were yeah. just a, a little bit ahead of us. So cool, cool. All right, what's your uh, what's your favorite topic you guys have reviewed so far? Your favorite favorite uh, episode, perhaps? We, that we you, have we you have, guys a, have done. Yeah, well, we have a tie between two animes that we watched that got the same same rating. So we had Digimon, uh, which is one of Josh's favorites, and then we just watched one. Uh, called Vivi Fluorite uh, Eyes Love Song, which is essentially just an anime Terminator. Um, yeah. But it's actually like not really not well done. It is really well done. I was it, really it, was, it's, it was, yeah, it was really well done. Was Digimon rated N for nostalgic? It was. And then I think, what was an A plus, right? Or S minus? Or was it? No, it was, it was one of the two. It was, it was, it was A plus. Yeah, it was, it was, okay. it was pretty up there. What, it doesn't show uh, too well, but I have a Digimon tattoo. Oh, nice. Nice. I what, can't uh, show mine or we'd get canned off. How, well, would you look you... at the time? We got a thing to catch. Uh... <laughs> so uh, how do you guys rate the shows? Like, what are your, I guess, scale points? Uh, like criteria or? Yeah, like your criteria as to why this is yeah. an A+. Because you, you guys are just talking about it. Yeah, you guys are just talking about a rating system. So what is that yeah. rating system? How does it work? Yeah, so it, we we mimicked it off of another anime because you know why not? Um, sure. Yu, Yu Yu Hakusho. They have like a demon rating system, um, F through S essentially. So we kind of sell off of that. But um, I mean, like, just like, does the storyline connect? Are, are we actually interested? Like, or did we have to like bang our heads against uh, our desks to get through another episode? Um, like, do the characters make any sense? Criteria, yeah, but yeah. Okay. Way more credit. I think every episode of anime would be the banging my head into my desk. That's how so I my, feel about my... Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Dad's anime stash. Uh, we'll talk to them later. Uh, never. And uh, no, it's cool. Uh, teach their own on that one. Uh, like, sir, for instance, my daughter's a huge anime fan, and I'm having like an absolute ridiculously difficult time because she wants me to sit down and watch it with her. She's 15, and she she watches as much as she can get her hands on. Now, I'm having a hard a problem kind of getting into it. Like I was kind of hoping that uh, Star Wars uh, Visions, the the Star Wars based anime, would be something that would be like a crossover drug. And I watched all that. And I actually really enjoyed it, but I couldn't translate that into 
going out and watching other anime, particularly because her one of her favorites is about some kids at a school playing volleyball, I guess. Oh, ha- um, ha- haiku yeah, or something. Ha- Hiraku or yeah, I, oh. I I've seen bits and pieces, but I, I know it. Marking I know that sports one. Sports anime. I, it's I w- my it's my it's my jam, man. Sports <laughs> anime is my jam. Yeah, that one is, has not been my jam. I've been I've been struggling with that one. So, um, but yeah. So if you have any recommendations, think about them. Um, any recommendations to help me cross the anime bridge? There's a movie called Your Name. It is yeah, so- yeah, the, yeah. That's Mind actually really yeah. Good. We reviewed that as a movie, and then we we actually reviewed it as the movie that cross like transcended just being an animated movie and transcended into like actual like it, it did so well that they're making a live like an american version for theaters because the animated in japan okay. and in america did so well um because it's like their second highest grossing movie in history okay called your name yeah it's it's right. phenomenal i wrote it down i'll check it out that's what i need i'm trying to find Can something we just so wait I can... here for you to watch it and yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll come back in about an hour and a half. All right. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, Spirited Away is good, but I would watch Your Name first. And if you like Your Name, then go into the Spirited Away. Spirited um, Away is very much anime-like. Yeah, like that's what I was like. Your Name is a good like crossover. And if you like, if you can get past it and you really enjoy it, then you can get into more to like the Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle or... Uh, stuff like that. Generally, movies is the, a good gateway to start with. Movies that are by themselves because there's no really commitment to it. You watch the one thing for an it's hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, you're not like having to watch 50 episodes if you're really not into anime. It's I, a. I really enjoyed Howl's Moving Castle. That was yeah, a, really it was a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, so Mark once made us watch this movie called Kuroko's Basketball. No, Justin. Okay, Whatever. that was that was Justin. I. You I I'm a fan. No, Naruto sucks. Uh, I'm a fan of the. I'm a fan of the anime Kiriko's Basketball. But so there's, then there's this, Justin Reckett's movie yeah. called Kiriko's yeah. Basketball that they made us watch, but uh, they didn't tell us you have to watch like uh, 200 episodes of the anime before you understand what's going on in the movie. So awesome. it went down like a, a heavy thing. I mean, hey, I, I, even I didn't rate it that high, and I was a huge—I'm a huge fan of the anime, and I even I said the the movie was too fan service to actually like enjoy it too much. Okay. Hmm. All right. I will I check those out for sure. The anime I've ever actually gotten into until recently was Airbender. Last was Avatar. Last Airbender. Like that's as that's as close to anime as my brain has ever gotten. M Night Shyamalan is a genius. That was an amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're gonna get hate. Now we're gonna get hate mail. My daughter would be if she heard you, she'd be screaming at the top of her lungs right now. So, or I should say lung, but you know, boom, boom. She still has the other one. She still has it. It just doesn't do anything. So, uh, it's so a, it's a joke that she'll appreciate. Nobody else watching this will appreciate it. She'll appreciate that when she hears it. It would Maybe. be cool if she had to keep it in a jar though, because that was just as fun to get out at parties. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So speaking of anime, <laughs> what is our topic tonight, Tim? Well, our topic is not anime, but animation. So uh, we have we have these guys here who are anime and animation experts by my own calling. So we'll see how see how they're going to do with this. But we thought tonight we'd talk about 1990s era animated superhero shows. What are our favorites? Why did we like them? Uh, things along those lines. And if there is a 90s era anime that kind of fits into this topic, please feel free to recommend it, bring it in. Uh, you know, that's always a good thing. So, uh, but we, we can get started. And I'll I'll start the the direction here. Tim has scared the guest. Uh, possibly. We're intimidating. It's true. So, uh, for me, it was the 91 to 97 run of... Uh, uh, the X-Men actually mm. 92 to 97 mm. uh, that for me was the like quintessential uh, outside of Batman okay the animated Batman series from the 90s with Kevin Conroy that's like that's like number one st- I, I didn't want to take the softball so I took the the smaller size softball and took X-Men uh, but I, I've always really enjoyed this one I've always liked the way that they that they portrayed uh, Wolverine he was my favorite mm-hmm. character I liked the way that, 
you know, he was just this little ball of hate running around with with steel claws coming out of his hands. Which I just, is why I, he was one I played when we played X Men on the playground. Absolutely, as a little ball of hate. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's just he, he was not a ball of hate. He was just angry a lot. <laughs> he's very relatable, just slightly. I, yeah. yeah, I just remember distinctly one of my friends being like, "But you should play one of the girls because you're a girl." I'm like, "I'm Wolverine," as I shoved him <laughs> off of the snow mound. <laughs> Anytime, maybe one. Anytime me and my brothers would play any of like those uh, four-player co-op games where you run mm-hmm. around, well, I would always either be Wolverine or Gambit, and then they would choose like Silver Surfer, and I don't know who else they chose. <laughs> street Street Sharks. Street yeah. Sharks. <laughs> street Sharks is unexplainable. Imagine yeah, it's Ninja Turtles, but instead they were sharks. Yeah. Just imagine if yeah, just imagine if everything was a king shark but like combined with a ninja turtle mentality and then just released into the streets and then throw some WWE in there. Yeah, like, and then there you go street sharks. Now, what if we what if we put them in the middle of a big windstorm though? Then we could have street shark NATO. That's mm. true. I'd watch it. And if we do it in the middle of a city, we can get gargoyles involved mm. and then gargoyles. see I'm glad you brought up gargoyles because I I had a week's vacation and I spent it watching gargoyles with my son. That is the nice. craziest show. I wasn't open yeah. to watch gargoyles. But... It's phenomenal. They're re- they're releasing these like master grade action figures of all the gargoyles. Really? They they look they look phenomenal. Don't, don't don't get your hopes up. They've got Goliath out, and then they have the repaint of the clone. But we'll see what happens to the rest. So yeah, it... Neca's let me down before. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> So surprisingly, no. Justin, um, Static Shock was 2000s. It was 2000 to 2004, but I also enjoyed that series. It's a great one. It doesn't feel like it because it literally is like it's on the it tail really end just of looks that, like that whole era. It looks like it's made in the 90s. Yeah. It's one of the top Batman the animated series spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Top four, at least. I really, really like because I grew up watching the Batman animated series. Like it was my favorite. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, easy. Yeah. Totally not my not the one I actually picked for tonight, but right. Oh, we actually picked. Okay, I did when when Tim asked for a topic, and I said, "Hey, let's talk '90s superhero cartoons." I had one in mind. Because I love that show so much. <laughs> hey Tim, I mean, do you happen yeah. to have that uh that clip? Oh, the video? Of course. We <laughs> yeah. Do. I didn't know yes, you wanted. Because I, I my mom is currently mad at me, so let's change that. Let's, let's go, go to the, the screen. And this is this is for Kathleen's mom. <laughs> it's playtime. Hello, this is Michael Bell, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. <laughs> Please, mother, you want to play? <laughs> you know, if the next time I see your mom, I am so going to oh, have to duck. She's going to punch. Well, I mean, I wouldn't duck because there's a big No, that's true. If that's you duck, true. she'll just hit you in the mm-hmm. face. But yeah, I forgot about that. We still had that video promo up. But yeah, we had Michael Bell on the show, and he was able to uh, to do the, the voice of Quacker Jack from Darkwing Duck for, for Kathleen, which was one of Kathleen's favorites. It's I'm classic. I'm watching it. That was so. Negaduck. I'm sorry. What was that? I always preferred Negaduck. Oh yeah, Negaduck. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. the best yeah. villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of ducks, there was also the '90s, the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a weirder transition. To be honest, yeah, that was, uh... <laughs> well, like speaking wanna... of ducks, hey Arnold was a thing. I was like, wait, what? No, I mean that's a that's a good transition because uh, the Mighty Ducks was a weird transition from the movies to a show about aliens who are ducks that play hockey. Yeah, yeah, and it was, but I really did enjoy the uh... like. I literally sat and just watched a whole bunch of the episodes, and I'm like, oh, this is. Uh, nostalgic, fun-filled couple hours. Yeah, at least they didn't go yeah. duck with it, because that was just weird. 
there, there's a lot that I like when I was thinking of 90s that I'm like, man, I, I watched all of these so much. But like Batman Beyond is all is is like one of my all time oh, favorites, yeah. like to like I started collecting like the comics and got the new um, figure that DC released like well, last year or whatever. Batman Beyond. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it was Captain Planet that I, I probably quote Speed the most is anime. That's true. It is. It is. Yeah. Just because I feel like I love Captain Planet because like all the most of the kids had all these like crazy cool powers they could do stuff with like fire and uh, wind and earth and then it was like all right we got four oh, crap we got five kids uh let's just give them the power of heart and it, it'll work out and <laughs> it'll make perfect sense and then we have Captain Planet. You oh man you're like you're like an Aquaman denier. He used the power of heart to befriend animals. I, I know, but it was just the hilarity of like they'd all do their little poses and it'd be like power of you know like fire you know water earth air and he'd be like heart like, yeah you go man you you contribute Look at to you that your participation trophy you got it it was yeah you're right it was kind of funny though just the way that they they used it here's a quiz for you uh, which um, order did the elements go in in Captain Planet Earth Fire Wind Water Heart How does that compare to um, Avatar? <laughs> um, well, Avatar is only the four, right? Yeah, that that you know of. The, well, yeah, yeah, they true. Never made it to the Heart Nation. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> the glorious Heart Nation with their ability to talk to animals and save pollution. On that big flying cow thing with the tail. Yeah, which I moose, don't know the moose, name of. Moose cow thing. It was huge. That's all I know. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon, very mainstream, but still worth my time. All right, cool. Uh, I know Pokemon has a huge following. Still does. I mean, I, yeah. still talk to, I talk to people who still are like, you know, I'm, you know, whatever game they come out with, I'm going to play it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to do it. You yeah, the, the new game just came out like two, three days ago. That's been blowing up everywhere because it's the right. first more open world Pokemon game. Uh, diamond or platinum or uh, it's like Acurious or something, but it's oh that one. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, back uh, okay. to Captain Planet for one second. Wasn't Jeff Goldblum in that? Was he? I I want to agree with you. To the Googles. To the Googles. Um. But while while he's googling, I mean, obviously, we talked about the Ninja Turtles. That's obviously a mm-hmm. it was a really good classic one, which I feel they've tried to recreate that show like three better. separate times. So but, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he was. He played the um, a villain. The yeah, venomous the scum. Yeah. No, the rat guy. No, it's verminous. Verminous. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, verminous. <laughs> I didn't see the R there. That all makes sense. Yeah, so he was in it. I mean, you have to look at the 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 cast on Captain Planet is amazing, actually. Oh so, yeah, it's got Lavar Burton in it. It's got Dean Stockwell. It's got uh, Meg Ryan is in it. Uh, course, David yeah. Coburn. It's just kind of impressive that you know you, you don't really think about those as as being voice actors, I, other than Lavar Burton. You know, um, he's done a few things in voice in voiceover, but a lot of those guys I don't think have been doing anything in, in voiceover, and all of a sudden you're like. Oh, hey! They did. They did some VO. Yeah, <laughs> you did Captain Planet. Whoopi yeah, Goldberg exactly. was uh, Mother Gaia. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg's always playing Gaia. Every time you turn around, <laughs> that's what she's doing. It's true. <laughs> Whether it's Star Trek or Saving the Planet. <laughs> oh wow! They one way or the other. Jim Cummings was in it. Tim Curry. Tim Curry was also in Gargoyles. Oh yeah, yeah. Gargoyles also had uh, a great cast. Uh, yeah, Jim Belushi. It's a classic one. Let's see here, yeah, hey. uh, yeah, Jonathan Franks. The thing about Jonathan Franks was like, it, it's Dorn. it was so interesting to me that they literally just made Riker again. <laughs> They're like, listen, this is Riker again. We're just gonna call him Xanatos. Mm-hmm. Nice. There you go. 
Yeah, that's, that's a pretty, that's pretty, pretty impressive cast there on that show as well. I have to say, I don't think I ever really got into that show. I ever really watched it much. You're missing out. They fought the yeah. Illuminati. They fought aliens. Yeah. Really? Okay. A couple of my buddies were really into it growing up, but I just, you know, I don't know that it was on. What was that? I think it may have been on like sometime at the same time. I I wanted to watch something else, so I watched. I chose like watch the, the weird, other thing. Weird thing about Gargoyles is like. The first episode is 13 seasons. The yeah. second episode is 70. Uh, or I'm sorry, the first season is 13. The f- second season is 70. And the last season is 13. Yep. The, huh. the it's a classic. The second season is the craziest crap I've ever seen in my life. It, it, it's just a great one. Like, what was the other I'm trying to think of? It was like Pizza Rats, right? Is that what I'm, I'm trying to think of? In no, from no, no. Uh, it was like another '90s like thing. I think it was called Pizza Rats I'm, or something like that. I'm not sure. I know of two guys, a girl, in a pizza place. Does that count? Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, absolutely. That's you what go. you're talking about. That's what he's talking about. So, yeah, I don't think that's the same thing. All right. So, so cool. Who else has got a pick for what they liked in the '90s? Is it like? I've the... forgotten. Sorry, good. You go ahead. I'd forgotten that my my dear sweet friend made her appearance in the nineties as well. Mm, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was also SWAT cats. Yeah. Yeah. There's there, there's so many like you go back and look at like the list of nineties cartoons and you're just like how did I watch the majority of these. <laughs> But you look at some of those and like they stand out from your childhood and you're like, oh, I used to watch that all the time. And then you find out there were seven episodes. Like, what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, how I did I, I keep watching this? <laughs> like, I clearly remember watching three seasons of this. I'm like, nope, you're just completely crazy. Right. Well, you see, the 90s were a different time and I don't think time made sense. It's true. Yeah. Animaniacs was a that's a geez, that's a show on a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The revamp yeah. of it's actually really fun too. I don't think I've seen the revamp yet. I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. So, so back to the Pokemon thing. Me and my brothers ended up getting our hands on a Japanese copy of the first movie before it even reached America, and so like we sat there and watched it. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> there's no proof I'm calling that number on the beginning of the movie <laughs> but uh yeah that was amazing yeah no the, Pokemon I, I know I'm hoping that I've seen a lot of this new gameplay footage and I'm hoping that maybe the games go that route but the show needs to either just move on from Ash already or so a- I lost, him I started You're, losing you, you know, guys, come on. You don't understand the point of the show if you wanted to move on. So when you were a child, the show was for you. And now the show's for other children. The show is never going to move past that. It's always going to be the same plot. It's always going to be for children. The it, children it, deserve something. They don't even have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. It was good Bingo. up until... They have all the time cartoons. Yeah. It was good up Pokemon until their Pokemon became everyday items such as a bag of garbage or the ice cream cone oh you're talking about like the pokemon go game where they just they were just preparing them for real life nick there's like yes. the new pokemon that are like like a candelabra or an ice cream cone or yeah it's they are preparing them for real life the things you get excited I, about when you're an adult i just i just birthday. want one birthday episode just make them 11 like just <laughs> one birthday episode right where all the Pokemon that he's abandoned forever and have been sitting in Pokeballs for months on end. Like uh, his Tauros? Yeah, like the 30 Tauros are all just sitting there. <laughs> like, hey, Jason. What's up, Jay? What's up, man? Because they killed him. Well, yeah. So one that I guess I had like Mandela affected into the 90s that I thought was a, a 90s cartoon, but I just looked it up and I was wrong. Uh, it started in 2002 was the... Uh, uh, Justice League uh, animated series. Because um, there, yeah, there was two, right? There was Justice League yeah. and then Justice, Justice League, League Unlimited. 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 Yeah. But to be yeah, fair, they were both spinoffs of Batman. Yeah, 
Well, and yeah. so I, I watched a ton of those, especially because my kids were little and I was watching them with them. And, and I mean, it makes sense that it wouldn't have been in the 90s because I didn't get even married to 98. So, um, but still, for whatever reason, I'd kind of like spun that in my brain back being back into the 90s. Yeah, because I really enjoyed the, the animated Justice League. I think there's Justice a few League like that. For me, for me, it was Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where I was like, because it was like 2000 to 2003 uh, is when the first one relaunched. And I, for the life of me, I thought it was like a late 90s uh, cartoon. Sure. But then I was looking into it. I was like, 2001? I'm like, that can't be right. I'm like, no, that's right. You're old now. No, that is right. That that tracks. That, that all tracks now. <laughs> I, I love I to get off topic and talk about justice league i loved justice league unlimited so much the way it went oh it was phenomenal into characters that weren't the big three mm-hmm. maybe so yeah happy. it was all it was awesome yeah you got like you got like green arrow showcasing booster yep. gold that booster um, gold episode was my favorite episode yeah that where, it's one where, that's one of the episodes that got me into booster gold and being such a huge fan was that yes. episode yeah and i also like the fact that a lot of those shows a lot of the unlimited shows when it was about the big characters, it was things that their powers couldn't solve. They had to do other things to yeah. to save the day and or to win the fight or whatever, you know. Yeah. It wasn't just always that Superman was strong, fast and, you know, could blow lasers out of his eyes, you know? Yeah, that show uh, reminded so. me a lot of Batman the Brave and the Bold with the with the team ups of actually being able to like see different people. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. There was a Superman animated series in the nineties too, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I, think called... I, I don't remember what the name of it was though. But I I barely remember even seeing it. Well, I don't think it lasted. Batman? Did it? La- I don't so think it lasted. The animated series was apparently a thing. At least there was a TV show as well called Lois and Clark. Yes, yeah. but I'm talking about the animation one, not yes. But Superman the animated series was another spinoff of Batman. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Everything is Batman. And Jason? Bruce Tim got his money's worth. <laughs> it, yeah, it's true. Jason Taylor, I, I will unfriend you. <laughs> what I loved about the Justice League was that you knew Batman was the boss because even though everyone else could fly, he made them all fly in his jet. Yeah, I, I love I love that thing where it takes it. You know, <laughs> you know that meme or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. Batman's a boss when everyone else in this jet can fly. Yeah, that's an awesome one. I do enjoy that. There was the Incredible Hulk in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man. There was, there yeah, was Spider-Man, so much, yeah. so much good animation. Yeah, how are we forgetting to talk about one of our favorites? I don't know. Tell me. The Tick. The original oh, animated Tick. Yeah. I did forget about that. Shame. Oh. I am me was the best superhero named the Tick in that show. <laughs> I forgot about. I always enjoyed Arthur. Arthur always made me laugh. The Tick was pretty good. I did enjoy that. So. Speaking of the tick, we've got something special later in the show. <gasps> About the tick. Yay, the tick. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so, man, I can't believe I forgot that that was, that was a 90s thing. I don't Even, know. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. You like you start deep diving and you're like, how, is, how did all this come out in the well, same? Well, the thing is I'm, like, I'm looking at the 30 best comic book cartoons from the 90s, and it's the, I forgot these ones existed. Yeah. Here's one. That's I feel like is more obscure. Mummy's alive. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't very yeah. good. <laughs> it was or wasn't? It was not. <laughs> I enjoyed it as a kid, so I've not watched it since. My yeah, problem I... with nineties cartoons is like I remember watching some of them, like, but I didn't I, I, I didn't really love anything. As much as I love Power Rangers, so everything okay. else kind of tertiary and on the side. And then there was that spinoff, the Big Bad, Big Bad, Big Beetle Bad Boards. Beetleboards. Was oh, not a spinoff yeah, yeah. Power Rangers. No, I do remember that one. Nope, it was another show. Uh, but the Power Rangers only ever got close to having one spinoff, and it was VR Troopers. And then they decided not to make it a spinoff. They had shot an original pilot where Tommy was the original VR Trooper. But then they decided to bring him back to Power Rangers. But it's all and, the same stuff. It's made from an old Japanese show called Super Sentai, where they just took the fight scenes from that and then added some American teenagers. All right, so here's a here's a question for you guys, because I absolutely do not know the answer. And it's probably really silly and stupid, but here it goes. 
What's the difference between Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Are they or are they the same thing? They're the same thing. Kind yeah, of same thing. Yeah. Mighty Morphin. Mighty Morphin was the first kind of Power Ranger, but then you had Power Ranger Zeo, Turbo, yeah. In Space. And yeah, such. so it was yeah started with Mighty Morphin, and then it just became about like different iterations where their their powers came from like different sources instead of all coming from like Zordon and and everything. So it just kind of like changed where they got it, but not that fact that it was still Earth and like later seasons bring reference. Stuff. Yeah, like later shows bring reference to it where like um, in one of the more recent ones that I've watched with my kid when he was super into Power Rangers, he's kind of grown out of it a little bit. Um, it's like, there's like pirates and they make reference to like other old power Rangers and Tommy shows can, back yeah, up. Yeah. They can morph into those old Rangers. Yeah. Okay. So like all their powers are morphing into past Rangers. So they're all there. They connect every universe. Like every show is all connected in the same universe. It's just different every, iterations. Every Ranger gets their power from the grid, which is basically yeah. background radiation that people hmm. tap into to get their powers. Okay. There's just yeah. different radiations. And on the same lines of Power Rangers and Big Bad Beetleborgs was the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. Nog. 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 <laughs> Man, like, you, you would not believe how many Power Ranger ripoff shows there are. Like, oh, you have yeah. to start looking into that stuff, and they just pile up. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the most recent you... one was Boba Fett, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything Star Wars just ripped off Power Rangers. The <laughs> That's canon. USA Network's first original show was a Power Rangers ripoff. I can't remember its name. It was based on the Zodiac, though. But it was awful. That story's going nowhere. Someone talk. Fill, fill the <laughs> no, I, no, I was I was learning something. So for me, I was I'm like, hey, this is great. Okay. Um yeah, because I don't know a ton about Power Rangers. I never really got into them when they first came out. The only thing Power Rangers-esque that I've ever really watched was the movie that came out a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I went to the movie yeah, theater. I watched the movie, um, which I thought was actually really good. I liked the, the movie. It got a lot yeah, of hate, it, but I liked I, I, Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was, but because I, I knew going into it that it was going to be different. Um, but that's the whole point. It's... Right. It makes more sense to make the way they made the robot than the 90s cartoon where it's five teenagers standing next to each other in a robot, somehow all controlling five different parts where clearly the joysticks all are connected, but it's doing five different things. Right. Yeah, just... Mark, in the first episode, they have trouble controlling it. You forgot that. That's, it, it's it true. It took them two yeah, episodes. It's true, yeah. By the, by, by the third, though, they're like, all right, we're masters of this giant robot with our advanced training that we just got from uh, this mm -hmm. giant floating head guy. I learned to drive a forklift in one day, dude. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's all the same thing. But did you have four other connect, uh, four others connected too, where you all had to work together? Yes. I mean, yeah. okay. Well, that's then the only way win. I drive them. I like well, then you win. Yeah. Well, that you just stack them on top of each other. It's just five forklifts on top of yeah. each other, and everyone just has to kind of coordinate and pass <laughs> the pallet from one forklift to the next forklift. We get so much work done. Sounds like it. Very busy. Uh, let's see. Did we talk about Dexter's Lab or Powderpuff Girls? No, we no. mentioned either one of those, and both no. were big, big shows. They, they were, yeah. Absolutely, Formage is the main thing I take away from Dexter's Lab. Yeah, I never got it. I never really watched Powderpuff Girls because I was like, I'm not gonna watch. I was a kid. I'm like, I'm not watching cartoon book girls. Hey, it I mean, was it amazing. Like real girls. I it, it was. A, there were it. there was definitely episodes where it was like, dear lord, can you speed it up a little bit? Um, but there were also episodes where you're like, dear lord, why are they showing us yeah. to children? No, yeah, like the ones where, because it was the classic Mojo Jojo thing. Whenever he got defeated, his helmet brain. that he was wearing, yeah, they'd crack his helmet, exposing his brain, and punch him in his brain. Monkey, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's, yeah, hey, that's a good lesson for kids. Yeah. It's like that scene in the, the first It movie where they beat him with bats for 32 minutes. Just too much. Were they like <laughs> trying to mimic uh, the Ren Stimpy show? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? Cat Cat Dog, right? Was that that was nineties, oh, yeah, right? Dog. Yeah. Cat oh, Dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Cow and Chicken. That. Yeah, cow. Yeah, Cow and Chicken. There's a. How are you showing that to me how, when I was yeah. like ten? 
That show went off the rails a lot. A lot. Like, the fact that the main thing kind of, like, interacting with them was the devil, but it's it's not a clothed devil. Uh... That's his PGs. I can probably Cartoon put that. Cartoon Network did some weird things, like Johnny they, Bravo. Oh my oh, God! Yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Bravo. And I don't think that that show cannot exist in today's <laughs> today's no, culture. No, it's no. We're too PC nowadays. Where most of these cartoons that we're talking about, the way that they did things, Ren and Stimpy, as it was oh, back yeah, then, yeah, couldn't yeah. exist. Um, yeah. You know, Pinky in the Brain. Uh, I don't think you could get away get away without tweaking either because of how much Pinky's like ridiculed. Well, no, they, and they, and even in the, the the newest run on Hulu for Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain has been tweaked. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not the same as it was. It's still very good, but it's nowhere near as. I mean, back in the day, Animaniacs just didn't give a crap. They were going to mock anybody, anywhere for anything. And now it's it's very much scaled back. It's still enjoyable, but it's it is definitely scaled back. Yeah, nineties so, cartoons took chances. They were just like, let's see what we can get away with on TV before the FCC sends us a cease and desist. <laughs> let's throw this against the like wall. Simpsons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. good call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just didn't care, man. It was they were going to do what they wanted to do, and that was just you know, that's just all there was. So, so you were saying something, Nick? Oh, I was gonna change topics a little bit if we were. Just that's fine. Looking at the so, time, and yeah, that's fine. So uh, I won't expect Josh to pitch in mo- uh, a whole lot about this because I can if you want. Thing, you, you can say whatever <laughs> you want, man. This we hey, it takes both sides to make an argument. That's what I always say. So I'm I'm cool with it. Um, but. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about Boba Fett because it is something that's current happening right now. A lot of people are very interested in it. I had a major brain explosion uh, over the, the last episode uh, with the realization of something. And um, I'm very excited uh, because I, I shared it with Kathleen. I don't know if I shared it with Nick too, but um, and then I found out other people on the internet thought the same thing. And I'm like, yes, I'm not the only dummy who thinks this. So, um, Anyway, so looking at the Mandal the Mandalorian, because well, that's what I call episode five. This is uh, Mandalorian episode uh, season three, episode one. Um, the armor sneak peek. Uh, sneak peek, yes. Um, the armorer says something specifically to Mando that made me realize that that the armorer, the the heavy uh, Mandalorian, the heavy uh, armored. Mandalorian and Mando himself are all part of Death Watch from the Clone Wars. And the reason I, I came to that is because the armor specifically says that had we not had our sect uh, stationed on the planet moon of Concordia, we would not have survived the Great Purge. And I didn't catch that the first time going through, but I caught it the second time watching it. As soon as she said Concordia, I went, oh man, that's Death Watch. They're part of Death Watch. And then I realized that uh, the heavy armor guy, when he went to challenge Mando, mentions that the Darksaber was founded by his house, House Vizsla. There's the connection to Clone Wars, and he wants to challenge for it. And the whole thing was just really cool. And yeah, and now it makes sense to me why in in Mandalorian Season 2, why Bo-Katan was so against them keeping Mando keeping his helmet on, why she called them radicals. And why she said she stood up against Death Watch. And all of a sudden, my head just started spinning and going all these different places. And now I want to go watch it all back over again. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little behind, but I. Oh, hey, it, spoilers. It, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind. When it's <laughs> stuff that I know. I'm, if it's stuff that I like know for a fact that I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch m- numerous times and not as like crazy about it. Um. But it's it's been interesting because it's like I feel like Boba Fett's gotten a lot more flack than oh, yeah. Mandalorian did. Ton. And I don't know. Like my my thought just was was that I think Mandalorian did such a good job that now we're holding everything to like this pinnacle of like how good it all has to be, without realizing that Mandalorian had way more to draw on in terms of like story than like sure. 
if they were going early Boba Fett, you have a ton to go on, right? But obviously they weren't going to do that. They're going with like Boba Fett after a long period of time. There's not as much to draw from, you know, in terms of like what you know in comics and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, but it's still it's still really good. And I think we just have to learn to love things. Well, there's a couple things to take away from your comments. So number one, first and foremost, learn to love things. It, it, very rarely, no matter what fandom is your favorite fandom, very rarely is it going to be done exactly uh, you know, the way you want it to see it done. Um, yeah. You know, there's always going to be something that you want to see tweaked, changed, whatever. And I think that's the biggest problem plaguing Boba Fett right now is we've had 30 plus years of wanting to see him, you know, yeah. on the big screen for more than two to three minutes at a clip. There's there's people who have they've built up Boba Fett to be this this, you know, bounty hunter God in their mind. And that's that, that's how they see them. So if it's anything short of that, of him kicking butt and taking names every single episode, I think people are, are, are you know, kind of getting, uh, you know, kind of beside themselves with it. Um, it. So that became their favorite character and they can't see him in any other way. So, yeah, yeah learn to love things. Um, yeah. Fan, yeah. Just like Jason said, years of hype. You know, you yeah. got them in the books, in the comic books. And if you're able to get uh, as a playable character in a video game, he <laughs> was, you know, nearly undefeatable, you know. He oh, was, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, he yeah. was one of the, like, I still remember, like, playing, um, not not the new one, but Battlefront, like the original Battlefront, mm-hmm. when you um, when you were playing the Sith and you could play as Boba Fett and, like, try to fly around, like, uh was, Yeah, the man was, was a dev- code. Yeah, he was so much fun, more fun to play than the rest because <laughs> everyone else, you had to just kind of like steadily walk, but Boba, you could like fly around and shoot rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boba was a cheat code, man. It made it, 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 like I said, people have had this this anticipation built up. I, for one, am ex- actually enjoying the pace of the show. I like the fact that yeah. they're going back and they're they're building a story underneath him. They're they're giving him a yeah. foundation. I think you had to. I think I think like you said, it's it came with all this hype from people that like watched a lot of the stuff like us but there's this new generation now watching a lot of this stuff for the first time who might not really know who boba fett is and this might be their first foray into into boba fett and if you came in guns a blazing for 10 episodes like we'd all really enjoy it but there might not be a whole lot to build off of for you know a right. season two or a season three but so yeah I, right. I think it's smart the pacing that they're doing like giving him an actual character yeah absolutely. beyond just the guy in the helmet uh yeah. that we that we had saw before yeah I, and I, I think, too, that the biggest difference we, that we're experiencing or that people are experiencing in the fandom between Mando and Boba Fett is that Mando is a created character out of the blue. There was no backstory. There was no hype, no expectation yeah. for him. And they could build him and de- design him however they wanted. And so there wasn't, you know, 30 years of people going, oh, man, I can't wait to see this guy on screen. Yeah. You know, so anything he did was going to be cool. Yeah, that's true. You can't really tweak Boba Fett's look without outraging. Oh yeah, everyone. I'm, I mean, look what they did with just the outfit so far this year. Because you know, Tamuah Morrison is is not exactly a thin mint anymore. Rocking the dad bod, you get it. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So you know, we got dad bod Boba, which is awesome for us. Oh yeah, for it's, us, it's, it's us a, chubby dads. Yeah. It's a cool. I like thing. to be. Trust I like me. to be showcased as a nice kick-ass bounty hunter on TV. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and uh, yeah, and people were really upset that, you know, that they didn't like CGI him and, and make him to, in the same style yeah. of Boba Fett that we saw yeah. going into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, I was like, what, what would you look like after after you escaped a Sarlacc pit and decided to enjoy your life? Like, are you <laughs> telling me that your first instinct could be like, I need to do a thousand push-ups? <laughs> I'm going to be so ripped. No, you're like, I'm going to go sit down, drink a beer. <laughs> And eat whatever I wanted because I just spent however long inside of a giant, like, alien monster thing. Exactly. I'm going to get that second cheeseburger. Exactly. With bacon. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do they have yes. bacon in Star Wars? Uh, I think, doesn't Lando have one? Lando or has a mustache, yeah. L- Lando. Does yeah. Does, they're not, they're not uh, overly popular. Uh, like, in Rogue One... Uh, Cassian Andor has a mustache, I believe, doesn't he? A thin one, yeah. a small one. I will say, um, yeah, among the humans, facial hair now is that limited. I'm, is pretty limited. Yeah, Wookies though, hundred percent. 
Oh yeah, that's all. That's all hair. That's a mustache, though. It's probably a part of a soul patch. It's probably a soul patch I got out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Happens to the best of us. Yeah, sometimes you just take the risk and then it goes too far. You just got. You just got to go with it. Uh, (laughs) Hey, thanks for stopping by, Jay. Uh, See you, Jason. He said, "Love all you guys. Going to be with my daughter. Great show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it." So, uh, just real briefly, because we've only got a couple minutes left here, we wanted to uh, show talk about a few things that happened over the, the the past week and what we have coming up. Oh, look at the little guy! Hi, hello, tiny friend. Oh, that's awesome. I miss my kids being that age. You want oh, one? I, <clears throat> no, and I just said, and I just said that publicly. Darn yeah, it. You, can, you can you can you can take mine if you want. He's right over there. Being <laughs> angry. Being he angry wants to watch Spider Man on the computer, but he can't. His name Ooh. is Max, and he was named after Max from a Goofy movie. <gasps> nice. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. See, that's awesome. Well my named. Son, yeah, not not my son's first name, but his middle name is Remy, uh, after Remy LeBeau Remy from X. Yes. Nice, awesome, very nice. My one of my sons, uh, his middle name is Harrison, after Harrison Ford. Yeah. Very nice. So, so yeah, not so to, to circle back around to Kathleen taking off her mother earlier. I named my daughter after you, mom. There you go. That's the Everyone gets one. <laughs> Doing some thinking there. All right. Just if I remember. All right, so Nick, tell us about last Friday. So last Friday, our guest was the one and only Sam Whitwer. Yeah, you're never going to be able to say it as cool as he does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who you may also know as the voice of Darth Maul in Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels. Also know, also the voice of Starkiller in the video game Force Unleashed 1 and 2. And he does some other voices as well. Hey, this is Sam Whitworth. Welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Exigence Episode 66. That's right. It was our 66th episode. And you can still find that episode on the Funny Science Fiction on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. Yeah, that show was a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, it's still up, of course. You'll be able to watch it or listen to it. And I think probably one of my favorite bits about that, other than the fact that we talked about music for quite a bit in the beginning, and I honestly could have talked with Sam about music for probably a good couple hours. He's very knowledgeable. He has a band called Crash Tones. And we talked about his band, his music, how he goes about music production, um, why he wants music on vinyl and cassette. It's pretty interesting. Uh, the fact his, he has a working Walkman is still impressive to me. Yeah, I still can't get around that, that he's got a, a functional working Walkman. And he's like, yeah, I, so I popped the tape in my Walkman the other day. And I think all of us were like, wait, what? You have a Walkman? Let's, uh, uh, let's, literally, let's literally rewind. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool conversation with him. But the outside of that, to me, one of my favorite things was our, our conversation about the creation of... Darth Maul and bringing him back into Clone Wars and how they were going to go about it and how he went from being a silent character in the movie and why he was being a silent character in the movie to being the the character that we saw in Clone Wars and Rebels and you know um, Is that and, the spiky head yeah, devil guy? Yeah. yeah, red and black Yeah So yeah, really cool uh, really cool conversation uh, we also talked a bit about other shows that he's been in, like Dexter and Smallville and The Mist, and uh, his uh, he was uncredited for it, but his his scene in, in the or, no, that was a whole episode, wasn't it? Whole episode of The Walking Dead. It's yeah, because there was flashback scenes throughout. There were flashback but, scenes in, in and out, yeah. But oh, yeah, he gets his head blown off in Walking Dead, so he was pretty happy about that. Segue. Yeah, well, you know, if you gotta go, you gotta go. It's it's know. the it's the good way to go. If you become exactly. a brain eating zombie, then of course your head needs to go. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well that was last Friday. This Friday, our guest has credits in both live action in both 
the live action runs for the Tick TV show and the cartoon, right? Something I don't know. Anyway, nope, just the live action. Well, you typed badly then. But anyway, <laughs> in 2001, she played Captain Liberty, and in the 2019 run, she was Lobster Cleese, along with a host of other shows that she's been a part of. She also has a new song EP called Like a Girl on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and others. It's a six-song EP. You guys should go check it out. I listened to it this afternoon. Not too bad. Mostly just piano and, and singing. But anyway, here's our guest for this Friday. Hi, this is Liz Vassie, a.k.a. Captain Liberty. Welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And now I'm understanding how you type things. I, my brain is not here. It's not. <laughs> so I've been a fan of Liz's uh, work for quite some time. Uh, we got to chat with her about both of the runs of The Tick, uh, both the 2002 run, which is personally still my favorite because of Patrick Warburton as the Tick. I thought he was amazing uh, in that. Not that Peter Serafanowitz of It's the Wits uh, does a bad job at it. I think he's also a very good Tick. Different styles. I just like Warburton. Um, but we talk about uh, bringing uh, a character like Captain Liberty, another character that was made, created for the show, what it was like to bring that character to life. We talk about our time on Dr. Horrible Sing Along uh, blogs. And uh, yeah, how, you know, some time, uh, different things that she's done with Nathan Fillion. So just a public announcement that Nathan Fillion, we are coming for you in the least creepy way possible. We are coming for you. Uh, there's no non-creepy way to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, there's uh, not. No, we we just really wanted to be a guest on the show. So we just really want to be his friend. But yeah, we're we're getting there. Hopefully, I, that's that's one of the dream guests. You know that I would love to have on the show. I would love to talk with Nathan Fillion. Um, you know, well, we've talked so many with enough people who have been on projects with him. Right. That I feel like we're Richard getting Tallman. enough of the repertoire to email his agent with the hey, we've talked to all of these people. They can they can confirm for us that we're only as slightly crazy as we seem. But and then you know, as long as they don't see this last clip where I just said yeah, we're coming for you. Other than yeah, you're going the wrong way. You don't want him to be coming. <laughs> no, if he sees that, it's probably a problem. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take a moment uh, here and uh, remind everybody where they can find you guys and, and why they should be checking out Dad's Anime Stash. Yeah, so Dad's Anime Stash, uh, Facebook and YouTube, both at Dad's Anime Stash. And yeah, it's pretty much just three dads just riffing on anime and just um, every uh, p probably rated our way possible. Um, so uh yeah it, it's just i don't know we have a lot of fun doing we've watched some really bad ones and some really good ones and it's just a, it's a mission to find an anime that cracks our top five it's a very good show but there's a reason it's on at 10 30 at night so it's not for the kids yeah Fair enough. yeah yeah it's just because that's after your kid goes to bed and you can actually talk but yes also that too yeah that's another big reason <laughs> i really get that when there three dads could shows. schedule a time when all three, when all five of our kids combined were actually asleep at the same time. I totally get that. <clears throat> and why thank you, work. Pop Culture Addicts, for telling us how awesome our show was. That's amazing. I, I am slightly confused how Pop Culture Pod Addicts section. is, is, is Pod, commenting <laughs> on funny science fiction since the hosts of Pop Culture are. I see both on, of them, yeah. Just... Yeah. But yeah, anyway, hey, great. You're, but, you're missing uh, a crucial element of our, our show, Tim. There, there is an editor who's behind the scenes and makes us look less stupid. So, yeah, he's probably doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but, he uh, yeah. look less stupid. It doesn't always work. And so the missing person from, from the show tonight, Justin, actually did our theme music for, for uh, Pop Culture Addicts. Yeah, he, uh, he made us our little, our little music intro, our, our jam. So... What? Made us sound made us sound better than 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 we probably deserved. So yeah, he's got he's gotten pretty good at that stuff. Yeah, he yeah, is. He's not good at a lot of things. So we like when we <laughs> find something he can do. I feel like that's how my friends compliment me. You're not good at a lot of things, but that one you didn't well, screw up. Friend is a strong word. Yeah, but please. Don't. Although other than, other than that, I agree with you. He's a coworker at best. Yeah. <laughs> bum you picked up off the street i get it but like one that like you're trying to openly sabotage to get fired mm. makes sense 
<laughs> See you, Casey. Thanks for stopping by. And guys, I think that's going to do us do it tonight for for Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Uh, Josh, Mark, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, guys, want to encourage everyone to go check out Dad's Anime Stash. Give them a follow both on YouTube and on your favorite audio podcast provider. Check them out, especially if you're a big fan of anime. These guys do a really good job at reviewing them and making sure that they're giving you uh, the best information possible. As you may have saw tonight, uh, they are full of facts, figures, and lots of things that I have know nothing about, but they got it on lockdown. So we'll go give them a check out, okay? And uh, let's see, one more comment here. I got to get back to adulting. Love all your faces. Nick, great mustache. There it it's is. It's true. We have not be a guest on our show just to like sit there. Um, not actually like talk anime, but just sit there and twiddle his mustache. For you about could if you watch the I could just send you a gif of that. Yeah, it's not the same though. Like I, he would, I you know what I mean? Like he would sit there and do it. it now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm kind of expecting that to happen. Just be careful we, though, he might send you a video of him pretending to be a geisha. That's fine. It's happened. Yeah, it's that's happened. that's completely fine. That's encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> and there's after ten thirty, so I mean like that's perfectly allowed. Hey, All right. There it is. All right, guys, thank you so much for paying attention to Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Until next time. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.